Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. Thank you, Pastor Yanizzi. I, uh, a little while, a day or two ago, got a phone call from Pastor about uh, filling in, and uh, I missed the call because I was in a meeting, so I called back and he didn't answer, so... Donna called me back and uh, said, hey, Preach is still out for the count. Can you fill in? I said, sure, no problem. Now, filling in is one thing if he's not here or watching live streaming is fine by me, but when he's kind of glad he moved in the back there, but, uh, you know, out of respect for him, he's such a tremendous preacher. It is somewhat intimidating uh, with him in a room, but uh, thank God that uh, he's back on his feet, and uh, I knew he was because I texted him probably around one, two o'clock, and hey, Preach, how you feeling? You back, and I got a phone call within five minutes. Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing really good. So I'm like, wow, that was a quick turnaround within uh, 24 hours, but uh, praise the Lord that he's feeling better, and keep Donna in prayer, and we thank God that uh, in 2022, God saw fit to have him take the pulpit here at Open Bible. Um, our message theme here today uh, is a gift of time from God, a gift of time from God, and if we look at the definition of time, and as we start the new year, there is no resource that when God gives it to us, it is an abundant blessing, and that is time. Um, unfortunately, recently, uh, all of us in our lives have close relatives, and for me, I, I have two aunts that in my childhood and youth, and even in adulthood, have been close to my heart, and my one aunt, uh, who lives in Virginia, and I've been going back and forth, uh, she was at our house over the summer for a family get-together, and we noticed some things that were off with her. She had just retired, only I think she had retired maybe four or five months, and uh, just something wasn't right, so we talked to her. She has three children, so we called their children. I said, listen, I don't know if you guys noticed her, but something's just off, and uh, ended up getting tested. She had stage four brain cancer, a tumor. Uh, they did surgery in August, uh, they removed it, uh, but the cancer is the most aggressive. I don't know the name off the top of my head. She just passed away about three days ago. Um, 70 years old, uh, just had retired, uh, loves her children and grandchildren, and her life got cut short. So um, time, when we look at the definition of it, it, it's defined by this by Webster. It says this, and I... I really love this definition. It says, a period of time considered as a resource under your control and sufficient to accomplish something. Again, a period of time considered as a resource under your control and sufficient to accomplish something. Our key verses, if you can open up to Ephesians chapter 5, I'm going to read verses 15, 16, and 17. Uh, we're going to kind of focus on verses 16 and 17 as we kind of get into the intro of this study. And again, Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to read verse 15, and it says, See then that when you work circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, 
verse 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding that the will of the Lord is. And that verse, we're going to focus on verse 16, redeeming the time, that first part of that verse. Um, kind of weird to me when you look at why is redeemed attached to when God did that, and we know that God does everything intentionally, but where he says redeeming the time. And when you start breaking down the definition of redeeming, redeeming is defined by bringing about salvation from sin and also compensating for some fault or defect. And that's kind of what I'm going to focus on, compensating for some fault or defect. And Time, by definition, necessarily, obviously, isn't sin, okay? But we look at from Genesis when we had the fall and Adam and Eve and sin entered into the world. From that point on, creation was contaminated. Creation was in a default. It's not what God intended it to be because of man's sin and fall. So when we look at the first part of that verse where it says, redeeming the time, God understands what has happened here on earth. He understands that there's a problem, which is sin. Uh, we see that time, and like my aunt, is precious. And we, I got some thoughts that I wrote down here, and these are just thoughts. Some of them are from some Greek philosophers. Others are some common thoughts. But here's a couple truths about time, and, and number one is this. Time is valuable you can't hold time in your hands despite its lack of tangibility. The importance of time exceeds monetary value. Unlike money, you can't get the time back you've spent, so choose to spend it wisely. Number three, you never know how much time you have left. I mentioned my aunt, but we would be, I'd be remiss because I heard someone over here praying about it, and we should. Uh, but if anybody was watching Monday Night Football, when we had the Buffalo Bills safety, uh, Damon Hamlin, who took what appeared to be a normal hit, and on the field went into cardiac arrest, and we hope, and that man's only 24-year-old, we pray that he recovers from that uh, injury. But he never, that day, when he drove up to the stadium and put his uniform on, ever thought that he would be carried off in a cart unconscious, and even right now he's unconscious. He would never have forecasted that. He's in the prime of his life. Number four, time management is essential for success. What you put into it is what you get out. Um, I know as we look in the new year, we all obviously all make, I'm going to hit the gym five days a week, I'm going to lose 15 pounds of weight, and we try and manage what this current calendar year is going to look like. Um, you know, I think Satan's done a fantastic job of distracting Christians and putting Christians in a position where, I don't know about you guys, but I get home by the time I put my head in bed, I can't believe the day's already gone by, and I've already got a full day tomorrow, and it just seems like there's never a spare moment. Um, but a Greek philosopher said this, he said, time is the most valuable thing a man can spend, and time is priceless because it cannot be bought or owned. So when we see that first part of the verse, redeeming the time, we see time is something of high value, and God cares about how our time's spent. Second part of the verse, where we see, uh, because the days are evil, we see back in November 12th of this year, sadly, we saw the four students who were brutally murdered. We see in the Ukraine uh, war, we have approximately 68 
1,600 civilian casualties, 13,000 soldiers killed, uh, which is the total of what would fill up the stadium of where the Flyers and Sixers play at the Wells Fargo Center. We see in the United States this past year, 2022, it's, it's estimated 110,000 fentanyl deaths. That's twice the amount of people that fit into the Citizens Bank Park where the Phillies play. We see that over the last five years, unfortunately and sadly, uh, on average in the United States, approximately one million babies are aborted. So when that verse says the days are evil, we don't have to look much further than our state or out of this world to see that. It's right in front of our faces. Um, God does warn us, though, if you take a look at uh, Ephesians 5.17, it does give us a warning, though, about that verse 16 where he says, Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Uh, wherefore, be not unwise. He warned us in the first verse about redeeming the time and the days are evil. So we know that God sets a precedent there that we as Christians have to be doing something and it shouldn't be what our flesh and will wants, it's what he wants. And if we take a look at 2023, and if I can give this analogy is, we have two choices. If, and if we look at that as a blank canvas, roughly from this day forward, there's 361 days left in a year. At the close of that year, that canvas will have been painted. And the two options of what that canvas and how it's painted is, one is, it can be painted with works that follow God's will and direction in our lives and that are centered in God's word, or it can be painted with our own fleshly desires centered on things of this world. Now, don't be remiss or don't think that God doesn't take seriously what our works are. Uh, God gives us a free will and he does give us the right to choose. But if you turn your Bibles over to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I'm going to read verses 13 through 15. And in verse 13, it says of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall, shall try every man's work of what sort it is. Verse 14, If any man's work abide which hath built upon thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer lost, but he himself shall be saved, yet as by fire. Now, verse 15, if the religions of the world would take study of the Bible, the true word of God, and really study that verse, that really dismisses getting to heaven by works in that one verse. Um, that one verse shows God's grace because God had his son cover the sins of anything that's ever been done by any one of us. And that is not something that's going to follow us to heaven to give us entry to heaven. Christ has ever covered that price. And that's what sets our Christianity apart from any other religion. Just about any religion out there, which most of which is created by Satan, is by works. Thank God that we live Christian lives. Well, that is not over our necks worrying about, did I slip up today? And if I die in a car crash, am I going to die? Because there's a lot of people that do live that way. So thank God that verse 15, God clears that up and puts that in focus. Now, society tells us that, and we see it all the time, unfortunately, and I had two union BAs in the office. There's a new uh, Philadelphia BA that's taken over a position in about the next four months, so he was introduced into my office. And we were talking 
because uh, one of them lives in Atlantic City, just about how sad it is to see some of the conditions of some of the areas in our country uh, where it's not safe to walk on the boardwalk or you're afraid to go into the city because you're gonna get robbed. And we see on the news all the time where basically society has say, said that we're, there's no accountability. You can kind of do what you want. And oh, by the way, if it's under $1,000, you can go rob, rob whatever you want. I grew up with a father who, thank God he was saved, but he was also a Vietnam vet, and told me that if I ever catch you stealing anything, including a candy bar, I don't care if it costs 10 cents, you're gonna deal with me when I get home. Never stole anything in my life because I knew he was waiting for me and I didn't want to deal with that. So uh, society, though, has completely taken that out of the picture. Um, we see people who commit crimes, uh, commit adultery, do things that basically it's okay. There's no consequences behind it. Um, well, that person had a background that, you know, he enabled him to do that wrong. So we got to give him a, a pass. It's, it's okay for him to do that. Now, as Christians, we should always be forgiving and point them to God, but there's nowhere in the Bible that says that we are unaccountable for our actions. So we see that we live in a society where that has been removed. Now, uh, talking about time and talking about 2023, I'm and again, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble from Pastor Nizzi, but I'm kind of, I don't know if it's like allowed to do with preachers, but if you piggyback off of their message, like, I don't know if that's like a bad thing, and he's giving me a look. So if you see me in the back room after this, you know I'm in trouble. Um, but last Wednesday, he preached a fantastic message, and the theme of his message basically uh, was Christmas, not necessarily a holiday, but an event, if you remember. And basically that it's not something that, okay, it's over, take down all the decorations, but it's an event that continues through all of history. And three of his, of his summary points were, number one, he said, prepare our heart for God to work in 2023. He then said, get along with God and leave room for him to work. And then uh, number three, he said, take inventory of 2022 and what we need to improve on. So I'm going to kind of piggyback off that and give you what I've termed as bonus thoughts for 2023. Is that okay? Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, so I've got three things that can help us in our Christian walk as we start 2023. Number one, if you're taking notes, God is worthy to be served. God is worthy to be served. Um, just, in its, it's, just in its purest form, that really should be, as Christians, our top priority above and beyond everything else, because if our life is focused on serving God, everything else falls in place like dominoes. Um, when we serve God, there's something that I think helps in a mindset of it, and I think we kind of have lost that because I think we take for granted who God is, and if you give me some liberty here, in history, we have seen great leaders, president, kings, and generals, just a few that I jotted down, uh, Abraham Lincoln, Martin Luther King Jr., and the preference, none of these men were perfect, so we can go through flaws and all those things. That's not what this is about. Uh, in general, they were great leaders in their perspective, time of when they lived and what they did. Uh, Winston Churchill, Alexander the Great, George Patton. We think of great sports leaders, Michael Jordan, my, one of my favorites, Tom Brady, Kobe Bryant, Joe Montana, Derek Jeter. All the men I just mentioned, one of the things that is attached to every single one of those men is they were great leaders. They led. 
And the thing about when you have a great leader, and if we unfortunately even look at Adolf Hitler, who was a great leader, he was an evil man, but he was a great leader because people falsely got behind him and followed his leadership unequivocally, even though what he was doing was horrific. But if we look at these men here that I, I've mentioned, all of them, whether it was a war or a sports event, all their teammates or people who followed them wanted to because they earned their respect. They, they knew the type of men they were, and these people wanted to follow them. Now, if you can take your Bibles, we're going to uh, look be in Psalms, Deuteronomy, and 2 Samuel. We're going to start with Psalms 147.5. Psalms 147.5, and it says, Great is our Lord, and of great power. His understanding is infinite. Great is our Lord of great power. Deuteronomy 10.17 says, For the Lord your God is God of gods, the Lord of lords, a great God, a mighty and terrible, which regardeth not persons, nor taketh reward. 2 Samuel 7.22, 2 Samuel 7.22. Wherefore, thou art great, O Lord, for there is none likely, like thee, neither is there any God beside thee, according to all we have heard with our ears. Um, I started reading a book, and uh, I kind of I hope someday we can do a study on creation in some form here, uh, somewhere down the line, because... We've, we've allowed the world and science to take the definition of what creation was and evolution, and, and they're the ones defining what it is. They're the one putting all that information into our schools and our colleges and in, indoctrinating kids with this false statement that everything we have is from evolution. If we take a look, and in this book, the neat thing is, and I haven't got... I've read two chapters so far, so I don't know if there's anything that's not appropriate, but it's a, it's a study with 50 Christian scientists, engineers, and architects, and each person breaks down in their field basically an argument against evolution using uh, creation as the foundation of God's truth. It's a really neat study. Um, but one of the things in there is this about the human body. And it says, all human tissue, bones, muscle, and organs contain cells that are estimated in the vicinity of 60 trillion cells that all interact with each other to complete preset instructions. 60 trillion. Now, on this earth, I think we're up somewhere around 8 trillion, and human beings can't get along, let alone multiply that by a factor of 15. It's unbelievable what God, just in our own bodies, has done to prove his creation. And science has also tried to explain things even though they can't. For example, uh, if you take a look at, if anybody follows uh, science and astrology, they're trying to figure out, because there's this new term they use that's called dark matter or dark energy. And they're trying to say that all of that energy, which believe it or not, what we see here, the earth, the stars, the moon, uh, asteroids, everything that we see or can see only makes up 5% of what's out in space, 5%. It's kind of hard to really put that in perspective. 95% is darkness and they can't explain it. All they know is this, is that the solar system, the galaxy, 
the laws of physics and gravity can't explain why everything is in order and working the way it does. There's no scientific formula or equation they can come up with. All they know is it's dark energy and matter that is kind of keeping this all working. Now, if we take a look at 2 Corinthians 4.18, the Bible tells us thousands of years ago what that is. And it says, while we look not at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The Bible has every answer that has ever been questioned by man. The Bible always backs up. Science has never disproved one thing in this book. It has never disproved God. They can't disprove God. In fact, if you get into the study of science, it always proves that there is a intelligent God that had to create everything with the snap and thought of his speech or thought. It's the only way it can be explained. Now, I say all that to, to, to come full circle to say that for us in 2023, as I mentioned all those great men, God is worthy to be served. And if we put in perspective what God has done and continues to do, he deserves our service. There is no question that he is the living God. He created everything on this earth, and by his grace, he sent his son. And just on those merits alone, he deserves all of our focus in 2023. There's plenty of people who are followed, and um, are my daughters in here? Yeah, okay. Uh, but there's, there's on Instagram and everything else, there are these people, I don't know how they do it, they're worth a billion dollars, and they literally have done nothing but look pretty and put themselves on Instagram. I don't understand it. And there's millions and millions of people that follow them with no set skill sets. Yet we have a living God here who created everything that has ever been created. And sometimes as Christians, we lose focus of that and allow the flesh to take over in Satan. And instead of keeping our eyes pointed to God, we start turning left and right about what the world has and lose that focus. So point number one, God is worthy to be served. Point number two, God has customized a direction and a path for each of us in 2023. Um, great leaders have great foresight and vision. Great leaders have great and well laid out plans. And we can go through that list, Pat, and everything else. Every, everybody that I've mentioned on that list were unbelievable planners and had foresight in what they did. Now, the thing about God is he's omniscient, he's omnipotent, he's omnipresent. Everything that God has done and will do is perfect. That can't be said of a single person I mentioned on that page before. Now, the key to that is if we understand that everything God has and everything he does and what he has laid out for it is perfect, if we take a look at Psalms 119 verse 105, and we're getting a little tight on time, so you necessarily don't have to turn there, but for your notes, uh, A is his word. God's customized a plan. Well, how do we know what that plan is? Well, his word. And if we take a look at Psalms 119, 105, which is one of my favorite verses, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And I just love that verse because it's simplistic, but man, is it accurate. If we question for 2023, where is God leading us? What is our plan for 2023? It's right here. And all that it takes is reversing back to time, is time in his word, time in our devotions, time studying, memorizing verses. Uh, B, 
is our willingness to be instructed. Our willingness to be instructed. Again, point two was God has customized direction and a path for each of us, but if we're going to follow that, we have to follow his word. Letter B is our willingness to be instructed. And Psalms 25.5 says, Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Um, I know me personally, because of the society we are in, man, do, do I get ramped up sometimes, whether it's in business or I'm waiting for an answer for the Lord. And, you know, you just, you just want instant results. We're such a microwave society. Everything has to be now in the present. And we're sometimes not willing to wait for God to lead us or direct us. Sometimes, um, I didn't plan on sharing this, but it uh, just popped into my head. Um, me and my wife visited Germany, and we were there, and uh, our friends failed to tell us that in Germany, when you buy a ticket, your ticket doesn't guarantee you a seat in the train. So if you don't pay the extra $5, which I would have paid in a second because it's a three and a half hour train ride, um, you have to stand. Well, we started sitting, and people started coming in, so we got up and we moved, and we went to the next car. Well, somebody came in and hey, you're in my seat, and we're Americans, so they're not necessarily nice about it. So me and my wife, and every time she would just slightly doze off, would wake up, and we'd have to move, and she was frustrated. So finally, uh, we were standing, and there was a woman next to us, and uh, we were up, kind of miserable after standing for two hours, but we got in some conversation with this woman. She was from Iran, and um, it's a conversation I'll never forget the rest of my life, because she said, uh, you're Americans. We said, yes, and she said, you have no idea how privileged and lucky you are to be an American. I've been trying for almost 20 years to get a visa to go to America. Um, there's a whole back door that people over there try and do, because if you're from Iran, you cannot ever come to the United States, um, unless you're a diplomat or something along those lines. Uh, it's closed for those, for Iranians. Uh, but what they do is they would go to Pakistan, work for 10 years, and then try and get a visa from them. And so there's back doors, and that's what she was trying to do. Come to find out that her, she was on the run, her, she had three sons, and she did something that upset her husband, and her husband tried to stab her to death in the back of a uh, cab. The cab driver, which is not usual, intervened and stopped it from this guy from killing her, and um, he ended up getting arrested. The only reason he got arrested is because the taxi driver was over 35 years old, and in their law, if a man is 35 and testifies against another man, then that holds validity to it. So not because of what happened to her, but because of what that taxi driver did. He actually went to jail, and he said to his wife, when I get out, the first day out, I will kill you. And she has been trying to leave, and my wife said, well, how do you leave your kids? And she said, no, it's okay. They're boys. They're okay. They're, there's nothing to worry about. But that just struck me where we're upset because for two hours we have to stand and we're miserable. And here's a woman looking at us with the title of American and thinking we are the kings of the earth because we're Americans. And then sometimes we Christians just lose track of time and, and get impatient. And sometimes we just need to be still and let God's plan take action. Um, number three, God rewards our time in his word and our willingness to be instructed. Psalms 32.8 says, I will, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eyes. And I love the last part of that verse because for me, 
what's more security than is to have God with his own eyes lead us. And when we're trying to look at what 2023 looks like, sometimes we, in our own strength, we, we don't know. Sometimes there is uncertainty. Look, we don't even know about necessarily tomorrow. God does. God with his eyes knows every day for the next 361 years to the end of this year what's going to happen. And if we just allow him to lead with his eyes and not ours, we're all going to be in a much better place accomplishing his will. Um, in closing, next five minutes, I'll wrap this up. Point number three. Uh, point number uh, one was God's worthy to be served. Point number two was God has customized direction and path for each of us in 2023. And number three, God gives us help for success in 2023. Those great leaders that I mentioned, one thing that they always made sure when they had a plan or something that had to be taken care of, they made sure that their soldiers, their people had the resources to do what they needed to do. Uh, we just saw that, I think it was a little over a week ago or a week and a half ago, um, the Ukrainian president uh, Zaleski came over and basically the summary of what he came to do was ask for financial aid, military aid, medical aid, and begging the President of the United States, can you help us? Um, obviously, I stated over 20-something thousand deaths in this country, and he was pleading for his country for help. Um, God has done that, but even more abundantly, because we didn't need to ask here, he did it. And if we take a look at what God has done for us to help us in 2023, in John 14, 26, John 14, 26, it says, uh, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. So letter A, God has given us the Holy Spirit within to direct us. B, he's given us a church structure. If we look at Ephesians 4.11, it says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Um, God's given us a structure here at Open Bible of leadership, teaching, learning, security. And Pastor Nizzi, if you can go like this real quick and just kind of cover your ears up, I'm going to brag on you a little bit. Um, we couldn't have asked for a better pastor and wife, Donna, than what God has given us in 2022. Um, you know, one of the things as a deacon and one of the things that was heavy in our hearts is that the next deacon of, or the next pastor of Open Bible, first and foremost, obviously love God, but be a shepherd. And they cover that in aces, both of them. And we're blessed to have the leadership we have here. Uh, we're blessed that the Nizzies are here. And man, I, I can't wait for Pastor to reveal what's going to go on. I know some of it. And um, there's a lot of excitement going on here. There's something that uh, all of us can grab onto and get into. And I am so excited about what is going to happen. Um, C, moving along, Colossians 3.28 uh, is... We have each other. There's something to be said for brothers and sisters in Christ. And in Galatians 3.28, it says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Look, I know driving over here, I had Fox News on, and the Republicans can't even nominate somebody to lead them. I mean, in their own party. Democrats, Republicans don't get along. Um, we look at some of the race problems we have, which is really generated by some of the nonsense that's talked about, uh, revving everybody up. Isn't there something to say about when we walk in the house of the Lord? It doesn't matter if you're black, white, yellow, nationality, young, old. I, I told Pastor and Izzy, uh, 
when we were talking before we became pastor. One of the things that I think is special about Open Bible, and I, I've always enjoyed having my, my feet here, is we have a mixed congregation. Um, there's a church uh, some distance from here where I know some people had went to, and uh, some of our friends visited, and they're like, yeah, no, it's a church. There's, uh, you know, it's nothing but like 30 and unders. You know, that's what the whole church is. God, I thought that was sad. Like, one of the things that helped me uh, going through what we did in 2022 as deacons, you have no idea how many senior saints put a hand on my shoulder, called me up, gave me a card and a letter. I don't know how I would have got through it without part of that in the equation with my wife and family, but that was such a huge crutch for me with the support from people who have seen it, people who have been through it, and I would not be in a church that didn't have a mixed congregation, not just in race, but also in age, because there's something to be said for senior saints and their wisdom. Um, so summarizing everything, uh, I, I appreciate the time you've given me. I'm going to close with this. Um, God's given all we need to be successful in 2023. Pastor Yanizzi talked about it in his message. I just gave you three quick summary points. Um, but in closing, I'm going to go back to the definition of time because it says a period of time considered as a resource under your control and sufficient to accomplish something. Now, in 2023, the question is this, and I've already asked in the beginning is, in 2023, will your canvas be painted with works that follows God's will and direction in our lives and that is centered in his word? Or will our canvas be painted with our own fleshly desires centered on things of this world? Uh, I'm excited to see what 2023 has for Open Bible, but I know Pasi and Izzy will speak of this we have a lot of exciting things that are going to be going on here. There is an excitement. There's an excitement and something special going on here. And all of us in this room, uh, those who are going to be here on Sunday, there is plenty of things for us to get involved in here in Open Bible and really get this thing kickstarted for 2023. Um, there's something to be excited for getting done Christmas. And, you know, we spend family time together. We eat. And then it's kind of sad when it all ends and the trees are down. But man, am I excited about Open Bible and 2023, what that looks like. Um, Pastor, do you want to close out or do you want me to close? Okay. Grace Heavenly Father, Lord, I do thank you for this time that we've spent together. We thank you for what we have seen in 2022 and the many works, not just here at Open Bible, but in each of our lives and our families and our friends. Thank you, Lord, that we serve the true and only living God. We do pray that as we look forward and as we start this 2023, that first and foremost, that we are in service to you continually. We also pray for our pastor that as we start 2023, that you give him the vision, you give him the energy, and you give him the map for what you would have for us here at Open Bible. We know that we've already seen things at work. We know that we have a community here that needs Christ, not just here in Williamstown, but in all of South Jersey and throughout this world with our missionaries. We pray that our works would be a lighthouse to our community here, that we would be used to minister the message of Christ. We pray now, Lord, that you give us safety as we leave. We pray you give us a strong close to the week, and we pray for our services this Sunday. 
We love you in Christ's name. Amen. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcasts or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.